A to Z Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Sam Phelan in for Zach Bingham this morning. Make sure you follow us all over social media because we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network going live every weekday morning uh, at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Find links to the show on our Twitter timeline, on Instagram, and find us on TikTok as well. But we got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us. And they help out you guys with Wilson County Hyundai. Make them a part of your new car buying process by going to see them in Lebanon or at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans, better coverage, rates, and service. Learn more about a health plan for you, fbhp.com slash atoz. And Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers, the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans. If you've been injured in a car wreck, call Hughes and Coleman, 800-800-4600. So, Sam, the Titans did not make a trade yesterday uh, at the deadline. So, the deadline passes uh, at 3 p.m. Central Time. But a lot of things did happen uh, when it comes to the NFL trade deadline around the league. So, I put this together for us to recap it. It's that uh, it was a wild trade deadline. There were a record 10 trades made yesterday on the deadline day. The most ever made on a trade deadline. You see Chase Claypool goes to Sam's Bears. Uh, That doesn't even include the Roquan Smith deal happened earlier in the week from the Bears. For whatever reason, the Jacksonville Jaguars traded for suspended wide receiver Calvin Ridley. Uh, Jeff Wilson moving from San Fran. Bradley Chubb going from Denver to Miami. Uh, TJ Hawkinson traded within his division to the Vikings and Chase Edmonds in that Bradley Chubb deal too. But Sam, what was your reaction around the league? 10 trades made, you know, it takes two to tango. So 20 teams involved in trade deadline day activity. Yeah, it was a crazy deadline. I just remember sitting there. Like I felt like every five minutes I'm looking up and I've got a new Adam Schefter notification on my phone talking about another like major deal that's being made. A lot of these teams are going for it. Uh, Another thing that I think I had to take away of Austin was uh, I think a lot of teams are operating at the trade deadline as a way of kind of early free agency in a sense is something that I think stood out to me. I, I look at that Chase Claypool trade to the Bears. I look at Calvin Ridley going to Jacksonville. Those are two teams that aren't trying to contend this year, aren't trying to get better this year. And you might kind of look at it at face value and say, why the heck did the Bears need Chase Claypool right now? Their general manager came out and said, well, I looked at the free agent pool and there's not a ton of good ones out there. So I wanted to make sure we got one now and then we can pay him. So I do think that played a factor in a very, very busy deadline is that teams that were maybe thinking they were going to go spend money, go ahead and make a splash in free agency, kind of took the opportunity at the deadline to do it early. Jacksonville, I mean, hats off to Jacksonville. You said for whatever reason they traded for Calvin Ridley. I really like it for him. (laughs) You give Trevor Lawrence a guy next year that if he can come back and play like his normal self, you're getting him a number one wide receiver to pair with Christian Kirk and Travis Etienne and some of the weapons over there in Jacksonville. And you're doing it for a cheap price for what he would cost if he was on the field playing every week. So it was an interesting deadline. It was craziness. And I think a lot of teams are taking a smart, smart approach uh, by trying to plan for the future without, uh, without relying too heavily on the free agent market. Yeah, it, no, that that is interesting. It's almost like you get the uh, first opportunity to negotiate with uh, the player you traded for. So 
Look, it, there, there's a lot of guys that were traded yesterday. Then there were guys who were not traded yesterday. Brandon Cooks uh, did not get traded from the Houston Texans, and he did not seem happy about it, posting on on Twitter about how he felt. And then you saw no Jerry Judy. A lot of the guys we talked about yesterday, Sam, we had this conversation is, which of these four wide receivers that were being connected to the Titans was the most realistic trade option? Well, only one of them got traded, and it's the guy on the left, Chase Claypool, goes to the Chicago Bears from Pittsburgh. Elijah Moore stays with the Jets. Brandon Cook stays with the Texans, and Jerry Judy stays with the Denver Broncos. So a lot of guys not traded there, and the Titans didn't do anything at the trade deadline. So let's ask this question, because I saw – a lot of emotion on social media yesterday from Titans fans. So we'll go ahead and ask it now. How are upset are you that the Titans did not make a move at the deadline? One through 10. So we'd like to hear one through 10. If you're not upset at all and you think the Titans did exactly what they should have done, then one is your answer. If you flipped your couch and coffee table, then you're at a 10. So one through 10, Mark Jones, Cincinnati Titan, you cannot answer zero. Uh, but the, so you have to go one through 10. One is the low. How upset are you that the Titans did not make a trade at the deadline? Sam's going to go through your comments about that here in a second. But I'm going to tell you guys about Hughes and Coleman, the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans. And if you have been injured in a car wreck, there is one place to call to get the money you deserve. And that is Hughes and Coleman injury lawyers. Their phone number is 800-800-4600. They've recovered over a billion dollars for their clients over the last 30 years in the state of Tennessee and in Kentucky. And they will do the same for you. I've always say it. They've got the muscle. They've got the resources. Get They got the connections as the official injury lawyers of the Titans to go get you every, every dollar you deserve from that car accident. So check them out. Call them when you need them. Uh, for a free case consultation, if you've been injured in a car wreck, at Hughes and Coleman, 800-800-4600, Principal Office, Nashville, Tennessee. Today's show is powered by BetMGM. BetMGM is the king of sports books, and with promo code ATOZ Sports on the BetMGM app, you can get a risk-free bet on pro football up to $1,000. So if you've been thinking about getting into the sports betting space, you better be doing it on BetMGM and you better be using that promo code. I think that's the biggest thing yep. with sports betting is I don't want to have any risk or take any risk. I don't want to lose some money. Well, this is a risk-free way to finally uh, take the step and get involved in sports betting with BetMGM, promo code A-T-O-Z, sports. Okay, Let's go to the comments. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of one, one through <laughs> ten. How upset are you that the Titans didn't make a move at the trade deadline? I will not be reading any comments that said zero because you are not in the one through ten range. So that does not count. Steven is at a nine. Ethan's at a ten. Uh, Darren missed the number memo here. He's just furious. He was too mad to even pick a number. What what number does furious match with? I mean, that's a nine. Right? What's a At 10? Least a what nine. word fits the 10? Fuming? Fuming? I think furious. Uh, fuming is, might be less than furious, actually. Yeah. yeah. What, what were you going to say? <laughs> no, I was keep on going. I was going to say right, like, something like... Oh, well, here we go. Andre says furious 10. So maybe okay. furious is yeah. a 10. Maybe. Uh, Cameron's maybe. a 5. Darren's a 10. Uh, let's see. Davidson is an 8. Demario's a 1. He thinks that they did what they should have. Eric said 5 and different. Tighten up is 6. 
Titans Kyle's a three. Ethan's a nine. James is a 9.5, almost there. And then here's Darren coming back with a 20. So that's what Darren's furious is, is a 20. Yeah. Uh, we got a 10. We got a 10 from Amber. One from Reginald. Scott's at seven. Chandler's at three. Wide, wide variance here, guys. We have a, the chat is all over the place. Six, six. Uh, let's see. One from Johnny. Another six from Jacoby. Yeah, a lot of different answers. So Austin, I, I ask you. How upset are you that the Titans did not make a trade at the NFL trade deadline one through 10? Look, I'm going to give my answer here in a second, but obviously as a person who's covered the, the team uh, for now, I think this is my 10th year covering the Titans uh, professionally. So it's my upset level is not like a fan's upset level. Like where Ed says apathetic and uh, oh, oh, apoplectic in, uh, uh, furious equals that. Maybe that's interesting, but so I'm not on the same rage as you guys are. Uh, but I, I am frustrated by this because just like you, we all watch the Titans every week and they get a pass for the Texans game because Malik Willis was the starting quarterback for that and for the injured and sick Ryan Tannehill. And so they ran the ball 40 times to, to the running back and won the game. They got out of there with the win like they're supposed to. But Sam, I think I think I'm at a six on this because there were moves to be made at positions of need. Most importantly, the wide receiver, I think, because it's really hard to trade for an offensive lineman that's capable in season. There were more available wide receivers on the trade market than there were offensive linemen on the trade market. Cause I, I would say O-line's a bigger mis- issue than wide receiver at this point. But, but Sam, I, I read this stat yesterday. Robert Woods is the leading pass catcher for the Titans with 22 catches. The second player with the most catches on the team is running back Derrick Henry. The third most catches on the team is Derrick Henry's backup, Dontrell Hilliard with 13. Then Traylon Burks, who has not played since October 1st against the Colts or October 2nd against the Colts, it's been a month, has 10. Then you got NWI, he's played in every single game and he's got eight. Kyle Phillips has missed a lot of games and he's got eight or nine. He had six in the first game. Yes. And so, like, there's nobody that can go out there and, and catch the ball. Like, Derrick Henry, for his entire career up until this point, has never really been considered a consistent pass-catching option. This year, he's second on the team in catches. Through how many games? Through seven games? So, like, there were uh, there were opportunities out there to go get one of these four guys that would automatically become your second-best option and outside of Elijah Moore, Claypool, Brandon Cooks, and Jerry Judy could be considered even better than Robert Woods. And they passed on it. I don't know the negotiation. I don't know the nuances. I don't know the asking prices of the teams. I don't know if Elijah Moore just flat out wasn't an option. I don't know, whatever, whatever. But the fact that they got nobody and that I didn't hear a report saying, well, you know, the Titans are trying. Like I heard the Packers, the Packers and the Cowboys, man, they were trying. It just didn't happen. You know, they tried. The Packers were making calls. They just couldn't get it done before the deadline. 
And the same thing with the Cowboys trying to go after a wide receiver too. Ah, but he just, he just couldn't get it done before the death. Nothing about the Titans. Not, not, all I saw from the Titans was not, no deal. No made. No, no move made. Titans sit pat. So I'm at a six out of a 10. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm at the same level of uh, frustration with you. Part of that comes back to what we talked about earlier in the week. We've been, I feel like we've been talking Titans trade for a while, and I've kind of kept the same stance. If I didn't expect the trade to get done, when we talked DJ Moore back in the day, I said, I don't think they will. I don't know if it's realistic. I don't think it will happen. Uh, And then here we are with no trade getting done. And I think it comes down to uh, a couple different factors, which we'll get into, but I'm at like a two. I am because like I look at you go ahead and put up those wide receivers again. But I look at this group of guys and and Brandon cooks while he was a, a, a paper roster fit for me, the contract was never going to play here. He's making sure. way too much money next year. They're up against the salary cap. Jerry Judy, I, I believe I saw the reported asking price was a second and a fifth uh, for a guy that really hasn't even hit his stride in the NFL yet. Now he's a definite upgrade. Chase Claypool, same deal. The Bears and the Packers were in a bidding war over Chase Claypool, which forced the Bears to give up their second round pick, which uh, will basically be a back-end first-round pick for Chase Claypool. So the only pick the Titans could have offered the Steelers to that was better than the pick they got from the Bears would have been the Titans' first-round pick. You're not doing that for Chase Claypool. I look at the way the market played out in terms of asking prices, all these things. And then, like you said, at other positions, I'm just not sure where the, the upgrade is, the significant upgrade uh, that would warrant giving up draft capital to me Offensive linemen don't get traded for. Yes, they need a left tackle. They need help on the offensive line. Starting caliber tackles are just not available in the trade market. I said that a month ago when we had this conversation about Andre Dillard from Philadelphia. So I'm at a two because like, I get why it's frustrating from a fan's perspective. But I just look at the way the market played out, and I'm not sure that there was as much to do this trade deadline as many Titans fans want to believe. And then it comes down to the message that the Titans are sending to their fans and the message that they are, are putting out there, which I think really is the reason why they didn't make a trade. Uh, But I'm not upset. Uh, I'm more just kind of, I'm apathetic. I know you came up with that word earlier, but I didn't expect it to get done. So I have a hard time finding myself getting, getting red in the face here on a Wednesday because they didn't make a trade uh, at five and two. Yeah. So uh, just to, so, a lot of things you said there, very logical. Uh, and I agree with the fact that it would have been stupid for the Titans to give up a first round pick for Chase Claypool because no, that that's correct. So I think once I saw the price for Chase Claypool, which I was surprised by, Zach actually kind of nailed it uh, yesterday in the conversation and he's not here this morning to rub my face in it, which is nice for me for a chance. <laughs> uh, so, but I'm sure he'll bring it up tomorrow when he's back on the show. But uh, so I, I feel like, that was fine to pass on Chase Claypool. Um, I just think there's something you got to get done. You know, we, we brought up, uh, you know, Kendrick Bourne a few weeks ago, Sam, as a as a guy who would be an upgrade over everybody but Robert Woods in the Titans' pass catching room. So, you know, there were guys out there that could have been moved and acquired by the Titans. Again, I just like again, you mentioned the Packers and and the Bears and that in the bidding war for Claypool. There was no reporting about what the Titans attempted to do. So yeah. as far as I know, they didn't attempt to do much. 
Yeah, I mean, that's fair. And I, I get that perspective of it as well, of being like, I don't know what I wanted them to do, but I wanted them to do something. Because uh, I think the holes and the flaws of this roster are clear to everybody. Uh, even the Titans. I just think the Titans probably have a mentality that uh, they can overcome a lot of those flaws. Uh, but I get why that's frustrating from a trade deadline perspective. I just think looking at the market, looking at the cap situation – and I, this is another point that I made earlier in the week as well. If the Titans were going to make a trade, I felt like they would have done it earlier in the year. We saw a game that the Tennessee Titans played against their biggest rival where they had four healthy wide receivers. One of them was Mason Kinsey off the practice squad, uh, along with NWI, Cody Hollister, and Robert Woods. That was it for the wide receiver room. If there was a time to reach out to a team and say, hey, maybe we're going to go get Elijah Moore from the Jets. Maybe we're going to go reach out and trade for this guy that is available. That felt like the time to do it. And what did the Titans do? They showed us their cards of how they're preferring to handle some of these roster holes by just patching them up with a practice squad signing here, packing them up, patching them up with a, a low level trade for a Dennis Daly over here. The things that have gone wrong for the team are being solved in other ways, because I think both how they view their roster, how they view their cap situation, and how they view the future of the organization puts them in a spot where they're not ready to make a trade right now. All right, so let's do this. What was the biggest reason why the Titans made the trade? You just talked about a lot of things that go on with the Titans, but what was the biggest reason why the Titans did not make a trade at the deadline? Uh, but first, I'm going to tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Hey, if you're looking for a new ride, you should absolutely make Wilson County Hyundai a part of your car buying process because they're in Lebanon, which is not Nashville, which is not downtown. It's just outside of Nashville, beautiful drive, I-40 east of town, where you will save money from not having to pay those downtown prices at Wilson County Hyundai. And Payne Bone, our guy out there, does a fantastic job in getting you in the right car, the right vehicle for your situation, for the right financial situation as well, too. So check out Payne Bone and his crew at Wilson County Hyundai, again, in Lebanon. Go see what they have to offer. The Hyundai brand is pretty insane. I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. I saw a Hyundai commercial uh, when I was watching a game over the weekend. They've got the self-park thing. So, like, I'm a good parker, but most of the world sucks at parking. So, if you go with a Hyundai, you don't have to worry about that. Hyundai's making the world a better place because they got the self-parking technology, whether it's parallel parking or in the, the tight spots, the grocery store, whatever it might be. Wilson County Hyundai, making the world better. So WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Today's show is powered by the king of sportsbooks. I'm talking BetMGM, and I'm talking a risk-free bet on pro football up to $1,000. All you have to do to get that opportunity is use the promo code ATOZ Sports on BetMGM. So whatever pro football bet sticks out to you this weekend, Place your bet on it with that promo code, and it is risk-free. Even if it doesn't go your way, you get the money back and get another chance to hit your bet. So that is the king of sports books. If you're going to get involved in sports betting, do it on BetMGM and do it with the promo code ATOZ Sports. All right, Sam. So in your opinion, what was the biggest reason why the Titans didn't make a move? Yeah, I think the consensus would be the Titans think they're better than a lot of people, basically everybody else. 
they think they're better than basically everybody else would tell them. Uh, the football world, the fans, the media is telling them, you have an offensive line problem. You have a wide receiver problem. You occasionally have issues in your secondary and your pass rush has been hit or miss for the most part. A pass rush isn't their biggest issue, but there are clear holes. There are clear flaws with this roster that I think anybody looking at it says, that's not a team that can sustain this into playoff football. I think the Titans response to that is five in a row. I think the Titans response to that is number one seed last year. Their response to that is three straight division titles. This is our brand of football. They won a game. They won an NFL game. I know they're the Houston Texans, still an NFL team. They won an NFL game. Everybody in the building knew they were giving the ball to 22 and running them up the middle on 75% of their snaps. They still <laughs> couldn't stop them. Yeah. Uh, and I think if you're Mike Vrabel and John Robinson, both you look at the draft capital that you're going to need a year from now uh, for this next offseason, and you look at where you are right now, I think they believe they can contend in the AFC with their current roster, right or wrong, like it or love it. That is where I believe the Titans are from a uh, approach standpoint. And I think we're going to find out on Sunday just how uh, how accurate that claim might be. But for me, that's the reason. They looked at it and said, I don't know where we get a ton better. I think that we are competitive now. We've won five in a row that we're going to be contenders regardless. Why risk future assets when this is what we are? All right. So Darren says that's ego. So do you, do you kind of, you know, settle down to ego? You know, I think, well, I think is it ego? ego? A little bit. Uh, I mean, I, I think ego is, a, is an interesting word to use because uh, it is to an extent, but ego that is backed up is also not ego, right? It's just confidence. And, and, you know, you can say what you want about the Titans this year. The Titans have proven that they've been able to win in the past. And so far this year, they've won with this. Yeah. I was sitting here after week two criticizing them, saying they weren't good enough, and they shut me up real quick, rattling off five in a row. So I do think that there is a level of, yeah, it might be a little bit of ego, but I think there's a lot of confidence in that building from three straight division titles and the most wins in the NFL since 2019 or whatever the, the number is, and, and what they've built here on their brand of football. And there is some ego there, 100%, but it, is it justified? Maybe. Yeah, and uh, Tanks and Otter says Mike Vrabel is the definition of that, and he loves it. Uh, Eric Charles uh, says not so much ego as it is fact. I, and I did see somebody else. I think it was John said no ego is. Oh yeah, John. No ego. It's the perfect word to use. Is that Mike Vrabel has an ego that he can accomplish whatever he needs to accomplish with whatever he is given by the GM. Well, I think it's a balance. It, it is a balance of that ego with a balance of the situation that the Titans are in long term. Okay, pause, pause, pause. So we're trying to figure out what the biggest reason why the Titans did not make a move. Yeah. Is it more because they believe they can reach their goals this year with what they have? Or is it more of John Robinson understands this year's limit and wants to be able to save to 
create a higher limit in the future and doesn't want to give up that capital for what this year is. Does it make sense? Yeah, no, I, I think. Which is it more of? It, of those two, I, I would say the second one. Okay. On John Robinson trying to to limit uh, the damage now to increase their uh, their ceiling in the future, but I, I don't think it's because he understands their limit this year. I think he looks at the market and says, where does my team get substantially better knowing the brand of football that they play, knowing that Rome wasn't built in a day and you can't fix your offensive line, your wide receiver room, and your secondary at one trade deadline. And he says, where can I get better? If I can't have a substantial increase to my roster, I know what we're doing right now can at least get us into the playoffs, can at least stay competitive in games. I think there's, I think it is that balance, but I, I do feel like there is a level of knowing you're going to need your draft picks, knowing you're going to need some money this offseason, and being weary of that when you're making a trade at this point. I agree. I think that's the biggest reason. It's because they understand the ceiling is lower this season overall. And so they don't want to jeopardize the future. Now, whether you agree with that philosophy or not, I think that's the, I think that's the reason. Yeah. And they would never say that. Obviously. No, 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 no. So no. like it's, it's a hard spot to be in, in terms of an optics perspective as a front office, as a head coach, as a, as an organization, your fans are, have the pitchforks out. They're asking, well, why didn't you make a trade? And you're kind of like, because we're confident that's kind of what you have to say or, or they, oh, it just didn't work out there's always underlying reasons there and they can't always say those but i do think that yeah there is a balance of understanding you don't have aj brown you don't have these playmakers that the titans have had in the past where yes they've played this ugly run run the football brand brand of game for however long but then you've always had the deep threat you've always had the the big time playmaker to kind of bail you out and help your be a catalyst for your offense you don't have that they've seen the play they know that there's a a, a cap to this in a lot of ways and so it's how can we get to the playoffs stay competitive while we also don't jeopardize what we know is coming because there's a lot of things that are impending Paying Jeffrey Simmons is one of them. The Taylor Lewan contract situation, injury situation is one of them. Uh, the disappointing play of Caleb Farley is eventually going to become a factor, especially with Christian Fulton becoming uh, a free agent here soon and needing to pay him. There's a lot of things that the Titans have on their plate in the not-too-distant future that a good GM, which I do think John Robinson is a good GM. Yeah. I know people have their criticisms of him, but you cannot argue with the results. A good GM is thinking about those things now. And a short-sighted GM would have gone out and traded for Brandon Cooks. A short-sighted GM might have gone and made a play for Chase Claypool by offering a second and a fifth or whatever it was. That same GM would have run into a lot of you problems. calling out your Chicago Bears GM? Well, the Bears are in a way different situation than the Titans are in right <laughs> well, now. Let, let's just make a look at this. Like, let's here's the graphic I put together. Right, this isn't all the moves that were made um, uh, yesterday, but a lot of them. Right, Claypool to the Bears, bad team. Ridley is not even eligible this year, but he goes to the Jags, who are a bad team. Jeff Wilson didn't he go to? Did he go to Miami? Where did Jeff Wilson end up going? Jeff Wilson goes to Miami. Yeah, yeah, and then so Miami made a bunch of moves. 
Bradley Chubb and Jeff Wilson. Chase Edmonds is out, but the other two are in to Miami. Miami is going for it. Like they they understand with what they're doing and the cheapness of Tua, they've got to be more aggressive in the short term. And I think the Vikings who acquired TJ Hawkinson from the Lions are in the same situation there where they have to go for it now because Justin Jefferson is going to get like $30 million a year. And then you have to figure out what uh, Dalvin Cook has been paid, right? I believe, I believe that yeah, happened he, this past he has year. Some, he has some. He had an extension. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. he'll have some time there in Minnesota. But but again, like they and Kirk Cousins is, you know, still expensive too. But they're having to go for it because they've sucked for a long time too. So most of the teams that made trades are, are in a bad situation or in a desperate situation. And the Titans, whether you agree with it or not, they don't view themselves as desperate. Well, yeah, and you have to look at look at the brand of football the Titans play too, right? Like, it, so you go out and you trade for, even if it is a Chase Claypool and you or Elijah Moore and you add him to your offense, I think that some Titans fans would have been excited about and would have endorsed. And yes, it makes your wide receiver room better from a talent perspective and an objective talent perspective. Does it make your passing offense better? Do you throw the ball a, a lot more? Like, what do you do differently with Elijah Moore than you currently do with Robert Woods? And, I mean, you brought in Robert Woods and Austin Hooper and all these guys to come be playmakers, and you found out really quickly, yeah, we don't have the offense to give these guys a lot of production. So I think what the Titans are right now, maybe it does win playoff games. I don't know. We all might look like chumps here in January if they go on some run with Derrick Henry just running over playoff defenses. I don't know. But whatever it is that they are, it's not changing, regardless of what trade you make. And like I said, I think offensive line was the one thing that would have made sense to me. But at the same time, an offensive lineman, as we've mentioned, doesn't get traded in the middle of an off, uh, middle of a season, especially not the good ones. Like especially the, like uh, you know, and Michael Wagner adds the the Bills traded. They got Naheem Hines, running back, yep. up running back uh, from the Colts, which is a really impressive move for the Bills, but they're, they are going for it. And you mentioned uh, offensive line, Andre Dillard has been, was the popular, um, you know, trade uh, offensive lineman prospect that the Titans could have gone after. If you're the Eagles and you're seven and oh, you are keeping everybody you can because you don't want an injury to your left tackle uh, to ruin that offense and ruin yeah. the momentum you got. So you hang on to Andre Dillard to see if you can be as deep as you possibly can to go win. And that's what you, they're doing. Yeah, you don't make – offensive linemen, starters aren't available for trade. Depth pieces, the good ones are probably on good teams, and those good teams aren't really wanting to trade their depth because they're making a run. So it wasn't something that was uh, – Yeah, if, if, if the Eagles were 4-3, and three, maybe you can go get Andre Dillard from the Eagles because he's got an expiring contract and you just yeah. take a shot at it, maybe. But they're 7-0, and up, so you can't do that. So, yeah, that's where we are. No trade for the Titans. I know I know, fans are upset about it, but, uh, yeah, I'm having a hard time uh, expecting anything different, Austin. Got to be honest. All right, next question for everybody. Because this is the offense the Titans have. This is it. Like, they're, I mean, they're going to make – maybe Burks comes back and can make an impact. Kyle Phillips has a few more games on IR as well. But how many games can the Titans win in the regular season with this offense? How many games can the Titans win in the regular season 
with this offense. But first, let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. And whenever you get injured in life, that's where you need to turn the Bone and Joint Institute. We had a doc talk segment about a month ago after Traylon Burks got his turf toe about what the likeliness of him coming back, the time uh, period it would be. It's in that four to six week period and Burks will have the ability to come back after five weeks off of IR. So that's something that we learned about the turf toe injury from the bone and joint Institute, because they have the experts that know how to deal with any type of injury you could possibly think of, whether it's sports, it's life. It happens to you. It happens to a family member, somebody else you might care about deeply. Tell them you got to go to the bone and joint Institute because they can get it done. They can get you back bone and joint TN.org. Today's show is powered by BetMGM. I cannot endorse BetMGM enough. The king of sportsbooks for a reason. I use BetMGM pretty much every weekend when I'm watching college football, when I'm watching the NFL. And if you want to use BetMGM, if you want to get in the sports gambling space for the NFL, I have news for you. There is a risk-free bet up to $1,000 with promo code ATOZ Sports. That's why they're the king of sports books because they're giving out risk-free bets, risk-free bets so that if your bet doesn't hit, you can uh, just get the money back, get another chance to place a different bet to get that money back. That's the promo code ATOZ Sports on the BetMGM app. How many games can the Titans win in the regular season with this offense? So that's the question. So Sam, I'll have you scroll back. Th- Actually, I'll go ahead and do it because I'm going to jumpstart on it. Uh, scrolling through how many games people think the Titans can win. And then we'll kind of compare it on the schedule here. All right. I think I got to the top of it. So Mark, very confident. says 12. That would be something if the Titans go 12 and five for back-to-back years. Kevin says 11. James says 10 or 11. Chris asks, where's Zach? He'll be back tomorrow. I just had a project he had to work on this morning. Uh, Mark says, uh, oh, well, he already commented. Chef Bayardee says 9. Ed says 11. John says the rest of the division games, which are three. One Texans, two Jets. <laughs> so that's not that many there, John. That's 8-9 if you're counting at home. Andre says 9. King Vizic says, can you pull up the schedule? We'll do it in a second. Titans Kyle says 10 to 11. D good says ceiling is at 10. Quite frankly, uh, major key says 13. Teddy Wop says 10, five more. Uh, Steve says 12. ABN Texas says 12. Eric 12, 11. Jay Bryant, 11, 10 from Shea. Billy with a 12. Andrews is eight. Ugh. All right. Dwayne with a 10. There's, you know, I've seen the lowest is probably eight. The highest is yeah. definitely 12. I mean, maybe we, a 13. Here. They got five already. So, I mean, yeah. an eight and nine finish has them going three and seven the rest of the way. And that's, so that's and that's what I, I forget. If it was John, maybe that said uh, wins over the rest of the division game. So that would get you to eight, nine. And in a weird way, I think that's good enough to win the division. I, unfortunately, I, I would agree, especially with the tiebreaker. And uh Yeah. That, well, that Col- gets you in, which would be sad. It, well, it the would Colts be one of the- going to win. The Colts are three, four, and one, right? Yeah. So, I mean, the tiebreaker is not going to matter with the Colts uh, unless the Titans were to end up tying with somebody, which, given their offense, is not impossible. But uh, so, hey, so, quick question: If the Titans are eight and nine, and yeah. the Colts are eight, eight and one, the Colts get it. 
Okay. They have a better winning percentage. A tie doesn't I... a tie doesn't count against your winning percentage. No, it actually helps it because it removes a potential right. Loss. It it, it loses it it removes a loss. So if the right. if the Titans are nine and eight and the Colts are eight eight and one, the Titans get the leg up. If it's eight and nine versus eight eight and one, yeah. they have one less loss. It, view it as like a like a half game. If you're yeah, looking yeah. at it from like a baseball perspective, you're right. a half game back. Yeah. So a a uh, the Colts would have to win five more games to beat the Titans. Sam Mellinger didn't look bad, but that feels like a stretch. Yeah, because they lost to Washington. So, yeah. <laughs> so all right, here's the schedule, right? Because we've watched the Titans get to five and two. Uh, the Chiefs down there uh, at, at the bottom of the left column. Chiefs, tough game, right? Right. Let's count winnable games, Sam. Broncos at home, absolutely winnable. At yep. Green Bay, totally winnable. Uh, at uh, versus the Bengals at home. Jamar I think that's Chase, winnable. Jamar Chase. Uh, could possibly still be out. Did he go on IR officially, or is he just? I do believe he's on IR. I would have to double check, but I think he's on IR. All right, but that would be his fifth uh, game or f- five weeks. So I think it's winnable. The Eagles, let's just put that in the same bucket with the Chiefs. The Jags, winnable. Now we're at four winnables. The Chargers, they are underwhelming. Now it's in LA, which the Titans have always had issues going to San Diego, but this is at least LA. Maybe that uh, helps a little bit. Chad is but, telling me Jamar Chase is not on IR, so he's not on IR, but... Uh, but I, I know this. I, I know it, when Schefter and whoever put out the four to six week window, Titans Bengals was right in the middle at five weeks at that point. Yeah. So it, it's kind of an option. It's up in the air, right? So are we counting the Chargers as a winnable game on the road? I would have to. I mean, the Chargers, you look at it's talent, talent, talent everywhere. They're banged up. Uh, their defense has not been uh, quite what they hoped or thought it would be. They, I mean, their pass rush would give the Titans fits, especially if Khalil Mack and Joey mm-hmm. Bosa are both on the uh, both on the field for that and are are healthy. But, yeah, for whatever reason, Justin Herbert, all those weapons, it hasn't clicked. They, they haven't played a complete game, uh, and they have a hard time finishing late. Right. Uh, I think you can hang with the Chargers. I, you dirty up a game with them, for sure. Texans winnable. Cowboys, that defense is really good. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll just put that aside. We'll be conservative here. So we'll put the Cowboys away as a not winnable game. And the Jags. So we're talking about seven winnable games the rest of the way, Sam. So I'll toss it back to you. How many games can the Titans win in the regular season with this offense? Uh, 11, 11. Uh, I think they're going to be able to hang into a lot of games. I look at that schedule. I think, uh, like even a team like Dallas, Dallas gave up 30 points to the bears this past weekend who have, as we know, been underwhelming on offense and, uh, Denver, uh, as bad as they're offensively, I think they're a good match for the Titans defensively. And that'll be a, to like one of those 13 to 10 games. They might as well throw on Thursday night football with how bad that was going <laughs> to yeah, be. Right. But, uh, yeah, I think they can hang in a lot of these games where I have a hard time seeing the Titans. And Denver just again, remember, trade away Bradley Chubb. So that yeah, defense so the might teams get a little that I have away. a hard time seeing the Titans compete with are the teams that have the high power air raid offenses. The teams that you know are going to score and you know the Titans are going to have to go blow for blow with. I think that's Kansas City, I think that's Philadelphia. It's supposed to be the Chargers, but sometimes the Chargers aren't that. They're too inconsistent. There is a version of the Chargers that 
absolutely boat races the Titans um, and winds up in a 28-point game. The Titans can hang with anybody, but when you get in those games like Buffalo where they go down one or two scores, how do you answer? How do you fight back? I think 11-6 and six is my my answer for the Titans that puts them at six and three or uh, six and four the rest of the way. I think that's very, very doable. I think it's a realistic expectation. They have some tough games on the schedule, but they should take care of the games in their division. Um, and and they I think their brand of football matches up nicely with some of those other questionable games, like, like a Denver, like a chargers, uh, even Dallas. I think, I think they, the, the, Titans are a good match for what Dallas does poorly, which I think will help them. I think, I think the max is 11. I think that's the max, you know, cause they're going to slip up and do something stupid, like, you know, and, and that's what they do. But I think, I think 11 and six is the max, but 10 and seven is most likely. Um, and that will put you in a situation uh, as the Titans where they're sitting here, um, with uh, where my schedule graphic go? You're sitting there. If you drop against the the Chiefs, now you're five and three. You have to beat the Broncos. Have to. So that to get to six and three, let's say you split Packers, Bengals. So you're at seven and four. You lose to the Eagles. You're at seven and five. You got to beat the Jags to get to eight and five. Now the Chargers is a toss up because it's on the road, long West Coast travel. You know, I think you don't want to go to eight and six and put yourself where you've got to win two of the last three games, but luckily it's division opponents. So, you know, I, I think the Titans schedule when it came out and I, when I made this graphic back in May, you thought it was going to be a lot tougher than what it ended up being. Yeah. Now the Titans roster, I don't think is as good as what we thought it might end up being with some of the young pieces and hopefully Burks can come back and put a little fire in it. But, that's uh, being optimistic. And so I, you know, the litmus test to figure out where the Titans are defensively is this upcoming Sunday night to see what this defense can do. Can you hang around Kansas city? Cause that can also give you some confidence against some of those more high power teams later on. Yeah. We're going to know soon. You can go ahead and throw the schedule up just one more time for me here. Cause I think the biggest stretch of the Titans season, the defining one, is right at the top right of your screen. Yeah. Denver, Green Bay, Cincinnati. I think yep. that three-week stretch, one of those games being Thursday night in Green Bay, uh, it'll be a cold one too. So that plays to the Titans' benefit. It's, of... it's like mid-November. So it's not like it's the coldest time. It's, yeah, I mean, it is Green Bay. So it's like... But it's also not Green Bay week 17 or 16 like yeah. the Titans had no, a few years ago. when it That was much is true. Um, but that, that stretch right there, those three games, that's where I think the Titans separate themselves from a nine and eight division winner to an 11 and six or 11 and yeah, 11 and six division winner. I, I think that's where they do it because you look at it realistically, Kansas city, Philadelphia, probably Dallas. These are like the elite of elite teams, even though I think the Titans could surprise Dallas or the chargers or somebody, but you have to beat those borderline playoff teams that I think play a sloppier brand of football than which the Titans take advantage of somebody like green Bay likes to, to run the ball, but they haven't been able to throw like for anything. Their defense has been underwhelming. 
Cincinnati, their offensive line kind of stinks. Their defense kind of stinks. They go through stretches where they just can't get anything going on offense because they think throwing Joe Burrow back in the shotgun and just letting him pass, pass, pass three straight times is a good recipe to find dynamic offense, which it is clearly not. And then Denver, as we said, a good defensive matchup. Very, very, very good defense. And Denver, their offense can't do anything. But those are three teams that are like those borderline trying to figure it out probably should be better than they are. And the Titans have to take advantage of that stretch. If you can go two and three in that stretch. Now you're looking at the division games puts you at double digit wins that easily. And and one surprise can get you to 11. Uh, But that's the stretch they have to take advantage of. So I think within the next four weeks, we will know where the Titans size up to the rest of the AFC, because you're going to see a couple of the teams that will likely be playoff contenders mm-hmm. in the AFC. It is eSports here live on this Wednesday. Again, we went through the biggest reason why the Titans did not make a move yesterday at the trade deadline. Also talking uh, how many games can they win in the regular season with this offense. Uh, so now, Sam, let's turn to throwing shade. I'm sure people got lots of shade. If you want to throw shade on John Robinson for not making a trade, you can absolutely do that. Throw in shade. We do it every Wednesday to wrap up the show. But first, I'm going to tell you about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Uh, Plan on them. Farm Bureau Health Plans for health, dental, and vision. They've been serving Tennesseans for now over 75 years. So they can help you save money on your health plan. Uh, That happened with Zach. He saved 20% plus a month on his health plan when he switched over almost not quite a year ago. It's almost a whole year that Zach's been saving money with Farm Bureau Health Plans. And he said he had an eye appointment yesterday. So he got his, his contacts via his contact allowance with Farm Bureau Health Plans. And they've got over 200 plus locations in the state of Tennessee, which makes it easy on you to get signed up as well. You can either walk into one of those locations. You can call them. You go to the website, fbhp.com slash ATOZ. And they can help you get started with your new health plan, fbhp.com slash ATOZ. Today's show is powered by BetMGM. BetMGM is the king of sports books. And right now, with promo code ATOZ Sports, they are offering a risk free bet on pro football up to $1,000. If you use that promo code on the app and you place a bet on pro football this weekend, your bet is risk free. That means If it misses, you get that money back into your account, get another opportunity to place a bet and to win some cash. So uh, it's, you know, double the odds, basically. You get two shots at it. So use that promo code. That's A-T-O-Z Sports on the king of sportsbooks, BetMGM. Yep, visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee, only new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualifications and other requirements. Words issued a knowledgeable for bets on credit. For bets expired seven days. For problem against support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. Throwing shade to wrap up this Wednesday show. What's your shade? If you got shade, uh, hit it to us in the chat. Um, and so, you know, some serious shade I, I see from Demetrius, you know, shade on the person who accidentally shot and killed rapper takeoff. Yeah, that's, that's a, a really sad story and situation, um, there with that. So throwing shade here on the show, um, Ken says throwing shade, the fan base that want to throw away future draft capital just so they can feel good about losing in the first round with Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Jason says throwing shade at people that cover their mouth with their fists. When they cough, like that does anything. Yeah, I guess that's true. It just kind of goes. Yeah, that's a good one. I always elbow. just yeah, elbow. Do the do the Cam Newton dab 
or like the Dracula or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Jared says shade on all these basement GMs that think they know better than J Rob. LOL. The fan base is slow. I would say it's not your fan base. I think uh, sports fans as a whole generally like to uh, put themselves in the, they're the backseat drivers of general managers uh, around the country. Uh, so I, I wouldn't say it's a Titans fans thing. I think most, most uh, fan bases are like that. Yeah. See what else we got here. Yeah. Zach Goodman I, says throwing shit at the Atlanta airport place is massive and drivers are crazy down there. Yeah, sure. I, I've never driven at the Atlanta airport, just been connecting. Okay. I've seen a couple of these. David Haynes, shade at the CFP committee for ranking TCU behind Bama and shade for ranking LSU top 10. I haven't looked at the full rankings. Are those true? Uh, yeah. LSU's at number I, 10. I do have a shade. This is not my shade, but I do have a shade. Illinois at 16 is so oh. disrespectful. Come on. Hey, who, who have you played, Mr. Illini? We played some. some Nobody yet. We played, Nobody yet. We played the Big Ten. <laughs> yeah so, Big Ten West <laughs> but for the yeah Tennessee's number one which is pretty ridiculous and you know I, I think I have an opinion on Tennessee being number one I'll, I'll tell you real quick and I'll go into the LSU and the TCU stuff I think the college football playoff committee did the right thing for their business by putting Tennessee number one this week because there is no lose for the college football playoff committee of having Tennessee number one Having Tennessee number one this week gets extra attention on their rankings, extra hype around Tennessee before they go to Georgia. The Vols are eight-point dog. They're not expected to win via Vegas. So the committee has an opportunity to squeeze the juice out of that storyline this week only because either Tennessee beats Georgia and they're validated with their number one ranking, or Tennessee loses to Georgia and slides down and Georgia moves up, but they at least take advantage of having that five days of juice of the Vols being number one. So it's the right business move for the college football playoff. It had nothing to do with football, everything to do with the drama. Yeah, I mean, uh, I always have had issues with the CFP committee. I, I don't like, and th this is probably blasphemy down in these parts, but I hate that it's SEC versus the world every year uh, and that you'll likely end up with. I would not be surprised if a one-loss Alabama uh, made the college football playoff over an undefeated Big 12 champion TCU. I think that's a realistic possibility, which is unfortunate that that's the case, uh, but that's kind of the CFP now, which is why I've been – championing the expanded college football playoff for a couple of years now. I believe that to my core, I think it is the best thing for the sport and for viewership and everything to get more fan bases engaged at this point of year yeah. of being able to look at it from a number 16 and be like, Hey, we had a chance to get into the playoff here. This is pretty cool. Um, so yeah, LSU's top 10 and then Bama is ahead of T where's Bama ahead of TCU. Bama is six TCU seven. So uh, Bama gets the uh, the logo uh, there, you know, that has them above that. But TCU's played in a lot of close games, and they've had to come back to to win several times this year. And they still have Baylor, they still have Texas Tech, and I, somebody else. Somebody posted the um, they have Texas left as well. So TCU still has to earn the rest of their schedule, just like Alabama's got LSU this weekend, and they've got Ole Miss coming up uh, uh, later on too. So. At LSU being at number 10, I think was the biggest surprise there because they lost against Florida State week one where it was a, what, missed field goal 
a missed extra yep. point at the end to win that game. So you kind of get that. And then they got blown out by Tennessee, but they've been playing a lot better since that blowout. But they, Typical Brian Kelly. His teams usually get better towards the end of the year. So uh, that he's a second-half type of coach usually. So it's not no real surprise to me that, that LSU is kind of coming on strong with Brian Kelly late. But that's like that's the part that, that irritates me. How is LSU in the top 10 when my Illini are still sitting at 16 with the best defense in the country, a Heisman candidate, and Chase Brown? This is a team that has shown – Chase Brown is not an actual Heisman candidate. If he goes for 2,000 yards and then... He's not an actual Heisman candidate. uh, He's not going to win it, but he's a candidate. He's not going to New York as a finalist. All right. Uh, I'll I'll save that clip when Chase Brown Brown goes to New York. We'll see. He's not going to New York. I believe. (laughs) I believe. But this is why best defense in the country. They have the uh, one of the best running backs in the country right now and the best running attacks, and they've proven that they can hang in games. They lost to Indiana on a game that they got hosed on and on a, on a late touchdown that Illinois scored that the, the officials wow. of committee came back and said, yeah, that should have been a touchdown. They should be 8-0 right now. And yet we're sitting here putting a two-loss LSU that has gotten blown out, blown out, blown out over them. Come on. Yeah, duh. David says, start, sorry to stir the shade pot back on topic here. So, Sam, what is your shade? Yeah, that's fair. Uh, my shade is Bank of America. Mm. My shade, Bank of America. I use Bank of America. Um, I had to cancel my debit card a couple weeks ago and get a new one sent in because all my passwords got, like, exposed or something. So, I it was a full reset for me. Bank of America has taken like two weeks to send me a debit card. So I've been without debit card. The only way I'm able to pay for anything, I don't have cash. So the only way I'm able to pay for anything right now is through Apple pay is like all all I'm doing. So like I, I am running out of groceries in the house. I can't go to Kroger or Walmart or any of these places that are nearby that have groceries. They don't take Apple pay, which is another shade on them for not doing that in 2022. I think that's a bad business. Uh, Zach has thrown shade on Kroger before for not, um, for not taking Apple pay. Yeah, no, it's a worthwhile shade because I am. Yeah. That I think that's dumb and I don't understand why it would be a thing, but shade on bank of America. It should not take you that long. Like I should be able to order a card and have it next day. Amazon type style. Sam, you're young. Uh, (laughs) It's time for the credit card, right? That yeah, that's true. That's I, and hey, and that's on me. That's a hand. Look, look you you just got out of college like five six months ago. So that, well, that's but, a, I should have been doing. I wanted to do it like two years ago and just get like some necessities with it. But yeah, right now it's like the Bank of America is just making me mad. They locked me out for a little bit as a whole and wouldn't even let me use Apple Pay because of the password thing. And they're just going back and forth. I can't communicate with them. But shade on Bank of America. They made my life very difficult. And now I've got things like Spotify, all my apps that like I pay for are like, like hitting me up being like, well, your payment card isn't working anymore. So we're canceling your subscription. A lot of bad stuff going on from this. Well, and ironically, Sam, we've got basically the same shade, except mine is to do with my credit card because my credit card, I had a fraud uh, charge on my credit card for 300 bucks yesterday and so I noticed it. I'm like, what is this? And then I immediately get a text from Chase saying, is this a fraud charge? I said, absolutely, it's a fraud charge. And so now 
it's it, this is a, a a shade that is a good. It's not like the biggest of deals, but it's a pretty significant inconvenience to have to get a new credit card shipped to me, and then have to go through all of my accounts that I have that credit card set up on auto pay or whatever it is, and just restart. And it's just something that. I'm going to have to deal with and find new places that I had my credit card saved as auto pay probably over the next month. And it's just going to continuously happen. And so, you know, it's tough stuff. I feel, yeah, I just feel like payment in general should just be easier at this point. And any place like this comes back to the Kroger thing, any place that isn't taking Apple pay at this point in time, like what are we doing? Gas stations take Apple pay. I can go to the gas station and get a bottle of water and tap my phone on the reader and it pays for it real quick. And it's like, all right, good to go. Why is Cro- Walmart, one of the biggest chains in like American retail history, just doesn't have doesn't have Apple Pay? Like that doesn't make sense to me. Why that well, wouldn't be? I'm sure be a- there's a a lot of like you'd think like that's a big deal, right? So Walmart wants to get the right deal with Apple to say, hey. You know, how big would it be for Apple to have Walmart take Apple Pay? How big would it be for Kroger and these big brands to do that? So I'm sure there's a lot of negotiation at the the highest of corporate levels that has to take place, which is uh, not something that moves fast. Yeah, you're you're just years behind the eight ball to me. Like the last time I went and got groceries, I went into Green Hills. I went to Trader Joe's because I'm like, if there's one place I know takes Apple Pay, it's Trader Joe's. So that was like, had to do that. But I don't, yeah. You know, know, um, uh, there is a, there's like, five bank of America's from where you live to in between that Trader Joe's where you can walk in there. I didn't know and that get, so, and get cash that, well, that's what I'm, that's what I'm getting told by the chat here. Well, do, you know, your I phone, do. your phone also has this thing called maps where you can search bank of America really? and it shows you the location. Does it really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a GP. I didn't know that. Huh. Yeah. So smart. That, that's, that's a, a way smartphone. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, uh, you, you can you can go into banks and they can give you cash. Uh, is that what the bank's for? Got yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of why I'm get I'm getting cooked in the chat a little bit, <laughs> as usual, for not going to the bank. Listen, I know that my I know that my age is showing a little bit here. Yeah. This is just how my generation does it. We we tap to pay, man. That's kind of how it how it goes. What do you do? I don't know how to do this. Oh, yeah, it was I I'm disappointed in myself. I will I'll hand up. I'll take accountability for this. Cause I thought like, I know how banks work. I've, I've gone into the bank, gotten cash before. I've oh, good. It, I, yeah, I've done these things before. <laughs> it just didn't come to the top of mind. And I, this is, this is what it comes down to. Nick, be resourceful. You're right. That's on me. I need to be better about being resourceful and taking initiative so I take back my shade on. Uh, no, actually, Bank of America should still get me a card. Faster. No, yeah, the the mailing situation is absolutely shade worthy. But yeah, I mean that shade on me too because that was yeah, that. Yeah, I got my I, I backed I myself think, into a corner here. I think Tank came up with a new segment. What are some things that uh, I've Sam done has done before that are normal things, but not for his generation? Like. Mm. Um, when's a lot, have you bought stamps before when I was a kid? Yeah. Like, okay. no, but like when I was a kid, yeah, we, you don't put stamps on anything anymore. Right. You still mail, have to put... mail. Yes. Yeah. I don't mail stuff unless it's in like a package <laughs> or something. And then I'm just like at the <laughs> post office. So like, 
So what would I have to mail to anybody? I do. I, well, I mean, I, I, I mail things every, every month. I had well, yeah, but you're a big business owner guy. Yeah, you, exactly. I mean, you award-winning business owner. Uh, Nika asked, have you ever written a check, Sam? Um, no. You've never written a check. Why would I write a check? Why would I literally, but like this, this is the, I mean, there's this reasons is the part to that write it's checks. Like, it's not that I don't know how to write a check. I learned this in, you know, home ec and stuff, but like, why would I have to write a check? No, I mean, I write checks every month. Like I write. As you but, should, but why would I have to write a check? I have Venmo. It's fair. Yeah. Uh, so, American I mean, that, tough as Sam, do you know how to write in cursive? Yes. Yes. Okay. Easily. I, I learned cursive first grade, <laughs> yes. or like fifth grade. We would do cursive. Chris, Chris says, Sam, you can write a check at Kroger. <laughs> can you really? Yes. See, like that, like that's what I'm talking about. Why can you accept a check? You can accept the check, but you can't take Apple Pay. We're getting more cursive. Yes, I can write in cursive. <laughs> I I did cursive throughout. Like. So Sam, you can go write your a check to. You can go to Kroger, get your groceries, and then and you pay go with a check. But I can't use Apple Pay. Yes, that's so back. You go into the Sam. When's I'm last... not the problem. Kroger's <laughs> the problem. I I think this is a new segment. Is uh Sam? Have you done this before? <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm enjoying this. We can do like let's see, what do we? I I wonder what the uh, what the other. Sam, have you uh, set your ringtone to a um, to a song? No, I don't think so. I see that, but that part of that's like I didn't have a. I was late to getting a phone. Like my parents didn't let me get a phone to like high school, basically. So it wasn't like yeah, my first phone was like an iPhone. Or uh, technically, it was a BlackBerry, but like, no, I never did. A, I never and, did. A and by that time, nobody had ringtones as songs. Yeah, nobody was yet. doing that by the yeah, time exactly. I first got my phone. Because uh, like, if I would have gotten a phone when I was like in grade school and stuff, like, yeah, I would have been putting black eyed peas on there and like doing my. Oh, this is so funny. Uh, have you ever burned a CD? <laughs> yes, actually. Okay. All right. Only because of my uncle. When I was when I was very little, my uncle would do that with us. Somehow, that's what he like. He was a tech guy, so he would always get us video games and a bunch <laughs> of illegal stuff that's past the statute of limitations now, where he would burn CDs. But oh, this is uh, so good! I, I want to keep going, but I feel like we have. I don't want to go through all of these because we've got some yeah, really good ones. Here, let, this is the last one we can do. Yes, I've listened to a cassette tape. I used to listen to those all the time in the car, Lando. But what what is the earliest cartoon I remember? See, I didn't watch a lot of the mainstream cartoons, like Flintstones, stuff like that. I didn't really watch. Scooby-Doo? Huh? Scooby-Doo? I watched Scooby-Doo a lot. I watched Arthur when I was a little kid. I would watch Arthur yeah. all the time. And then, was it Toontown? Something like that. I don't There was something where they would go on, like, I don't know, they would go on like a race on Cartoon Network. I was never really a cartoon fan, though. I did a lot of like animated shows or like live action shows versus uh, like cartoons. I didn't, I, I just wasn't into it as much. So. Oh, man. Did you ever have an iPod? Yes. Okay. Yeah, the little nanos and yeah, those were, yeah. Did you have a Game Boy? No chance. Yes. You did? My wow. yes, Game That's Boy, a- Game Boy, 
I had a Sega. I had a I had a Nintendo sixty four. Um, all those early game systems I am experienced in. Yeah. All right. Uh, Orlando says Sam is the most interesting A to Z host. <laughs> I've got. I mean, Buck Buck can't swim, and Sam doesn't know how to write it or doesn't write checks or don't know that he can write a check at the grocery store. It's great. It's great. I like this. Uh, everybody's asking how old. I'll leave that to you guys. I mean, to that's out. that's up to you. I wasn't gonna. I. I mean, I Austin kind of Austin kind of told told you guys, but we'll leave that to you to figure out. So. Yeah. All right. Well, hope everybody has a great rest of your Wednesday. The guy who can't swim, his name is Buck Rising. He comes up later on on the same channels here, A to Z Sports Primetime. So make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel for all of our content. Sam's also headed to Titans practice today to go in the locker room where maybe you can ask some of these Titans players, hey, have you ever burned a CD? Uh, hey, do you know how to write a check? Hey, uh, do you know how to uh, – what else is it that you didn't know how to do? Use your maps or pay for – uh, groceries without a debit card or Apple Pay. You can ask the Titans players these things because you're their you're their age. But uh, big game coming up. Sam will be at the in the locker room. So go check out our YouTube page and subscribe. Like the show before you go, and we'll see you tomorrow on a Thursday. Appreciate it as always.